Hi and welcome to episode 9 of A Tale of Two Singles. We're very excited to have another special guest today, our very good friend Kate. She explains her journey with singleness and it's just so encouraging. Enjoy! Also, a slight disclaimer, mention of dick pics. One, two, three, woo! Hi. Hello. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I am good, thank you. Episode nine. I know who knew we would get here. Episode nine indeed. Happy <laughs> so days. Exciting. We have another exciting guest with us this week. Yes, we do. Very excited. It is our wonderful friend, Kate, and she is coming to join us because she is a great advocate for singleness, has done it well, and has had a real journey with it and is here just to tell us a little bit more about it this week, which is very exciting. How are you, Kate? Hi, ladies. I'm really well, thanks. It's um, an honour to be invited to join you tonight. I've loved listening to it so far. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I know. So we're going to try and do, because last week we had another um, guest with us, which was actually really exciting. And we really appreciated having Lena with us. And I think there was so much to unpack that we're going to keep mm. continuing with some of the themes that came up from our discussion with Lena. But we just want to say I thank know, I you. I appreciated that you, um, you just gave me as the second guest to follow a doctor who's written a thesis <laughs> on on singleness and then I'm like yeah I'm just going to talk about my dating history it's not going to be the same level of intellect and knowledge and uh, etc tonight but hopefully there might be a little pearl of wisdom for someone in there <laughs> I think it'll be great it's going to be it's going to be wonderful fully believe yeah. in you but thanks for coming on yes <laughs> and yeah if you listen to episode eight and got in touch with us and said how um, great you found it thank you so much I think everyone found Lena had really helpful things to say so mm. we definitely will be revisiting that yeah um, but yeah do check out the other things she's done as well because she definitely had a lot more to say than we could do in half an hour podcast <laughs> I know yeah we were literally like keep talking but we had to wrap it up <laughs> at some point oh I've got my pen again I've put it down <laughs> put down that pen um so we thought even though we've got a special guest she is also our friend yeah. so therefore she can fully come into the podcast fold and therefore we're bringing back tinderella yeah pretty sure everyone's excited Yay. About that. <laughs> so yeah. this is the section if you've forgotten from one episode missed this is the section where we just big each other up and give each other a lot of affirmation mm -hmm. and Geraldine was struggling to think of anything else for me so now we're just <laughs> going to get Kate to encourage both of us um and then Great. we're going to also encourage Kate and Geraldine just literally listed off about 10 separate things she could say about you um <laughs> before you joined the call so that was kind of offensive but also well yeah. done you for being great <laughs> Oh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah. I thought of many. I thought of many, many things. So don't worry, you're awesome. Can you send? Can you please send the ones that you don't use to me, so I can use them in future episodes? I think you need to work a bit harder, Geraldine, with your thinking. I think yeah. you can. You can come up with some better ones. Okay, I'm ready. I had. I was thinking, what would be the most? Uh, what would be the nicest thing? So I tried to think about what's my first mm. impressions of you both. 
what what do I or oh. like what's the first thing that springs to mind? Maybe not my first impressions, not the first time I met you both, but what do I think of as like the initial thing? So um, I'll start with you, Sarah. Then, as you need some encouragement. Okay. <laughs> well, come on, I'm good. I'm only teasing you. Okay. Um, so what I th- what I think of when I think of you, Sarah, is that your presence is really calm, and whenever you're in a group of people mm. or if i see you at church or i see you out with friends or in a bar wherever we might bump into each other it's really it's always you're very welcoming and you're very calming to to be around and um i think you're just always it, it's really refreshing to to uh, mm. meet someone who's just a really warm presence like that um and i think you're very oh. one of the reasons for that is that you're very grounded and you're very secure in yourself so you're not kind of ever mm. like looking at what's going on around you or kind of worrying about other people. You're just you and you're just, that's really comforting to be around and that creates a nice atmosphere in a group. So you make it easy to approach you. So. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That right, Jodie, really you're out. <laughs> this Sorry. is a new podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. That's I, so nice. I agree with what you said, Kate. Very <laughs> true things about Sarah. That's what that's what I think of when I yeah, I was thinking, when have we last seen each other? Obviously no one's seen each other in person for a long time with this pandemic. Back when I could be in a yeah, bar. Yeah, back when we could go to church and go to bars. That's what I think of. Yeah. So that's that's Sarah. Oh, oh, and then you. for Geraldine, when I thought of when I think of you I I just think you are one of my I think Sarah might have said this about you on another week so I apologize if this is repetitive mm. but at least it will um <laughs> at least it will affirm you that it's true I think you are one of my funniest Great. friends you just you're just Aww. hilarious you make me laugh you make me smile so much um and I think when I think of you I just think about your amazing stories your entertaining stories from your job um from your dating life from your exercise escapades all the different parts yeah. of life like you just have the best stories and i just think about you and, and smile and um yeah i've loved creating those stories with you since we've been friends as well Yay. and uh, yeah oh, lots of people say that about you as well and uh some of my friends Aww. that have met you from other places have said that they find you really really funny and uh, again makes it easy to be around Aww. you thanks that's really nice sometimes I don't think I'm trying to be funny <laughs> <laughs> it just accidentally my life story is <laughs> an entertaining narrative <laughs> thanks I will take that oh well thanks so much Kay yeah thank you you're welcome ladies we've got some love for you as well like of the 10 lists that i had <laughs> <laughs> couldn't come up with for sarah but one of the things that i um really love about you and really value is again it's very similar to what you said to me is actually how much you make me laugh and um also life is just funny and a joy whenever you're around i always look forward to spending time with you because i know it's going to be a right giggle and we're just going to laugh and i think as well you're a very solid friend and i know that i can always depend on you whenever i need you which is really great and i know that you Mm. care so i really value that about you you're very funny and very steady which is great 
You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we're both slightly echoing back because the thing that I've written down about you is a little bit similar to what you said about me as well. That I just think you're really um, authentic and just unapologetic about like who you are and yeah, you're just very who you are. But like that's great because then everyone knows who you are and like wants to be around you because who you are is great. And I think, um, yeah, you're just not from what I know. You just seem very unchangeable. Like this is just who you are and it's wonderful and I think people really value that mm-hmm. because they know if you tell them something that it's the truth and it's actually what mm-hmm. you think and that's great so yeah. gotta keep yes. it real yeah <laughs> gotta keep definitely. it real Sarah it's not about putting on a show I know well indeed <laughs> thank I you appreciate it. thank you that's really nice to hear. exactly like you saved me a few times before I went out where I definitely had a VPL going on <laughs> and you were like don't do it <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not a good. Look. Huge, huge draw the appreciated. attention to places that you don't need to draw attention to. 100%. Oh, that's a really nice section of the podcast, Tinderella. How did you come up with the name for that? Um, I can't really remember. No, I can't remember either. Tinder's a dating app. Cinderella was great. Put them together. <laughs> Tinderella. Tinderella. She Here needed a bit of affirmation in her life, didn't she? I know. That's a really got, horrible big sisters. But she got some cute affirmation from the like animals that she lived with, right? Yeah, that's I true. I was gonna go for the fairy godmother, but oh. <laughs> either way. Yeah, either Both way. work. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we have you, Kate, and we think that you have a really, really great story and some great insights to share, we wanted to ask you some questions, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we just wondered if you could tell us a bit about your journey with singleness and kind of what that was like and how you came to a place of feeling that you were able to do it really well. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know if I did singleness really, really well, but um, I think probably the opposite. But I think what I, I did was to learn a lot of lessons during my single life. Um, so. Hmm. I think I need to start with my background. So I think growing up, um, my education was important to me and having a career was um, definitely important to me as well. I always Mm. um, had my eye on doing that. But actually where I'm from, um, family and um, the concept of family and marriage as a part of that were probably the most important thing about everybody. Um, Mm. And... I kind of just assumed that I'd have the same sort of story as a lot of the people around me, which would be to kind of get married quite young to my first love, to Mm. um, meet a husband really easily and to just start a family and kind of work the rest of life around that. And, um, and that just, I just assumed that would be how life went for me. Um, And it Mm. just seemed to go like that for a lot of people around me. Um, and it, it just didn't go that way for me. So, um, I, I struggled with that quite a lot and I struggled to love the life that I kind of had as an alternative. And I spent a lot of time, um, worrying about what the future would look like and worrying about the fact that actually what I was doing looked quite different to other people Mm. around me. Um, and I don't think I ever acknowledged, or not ever, but I don't think for a long time I acknowledged that this was the issue. I just didn't, I just didn't feel right. I often felt like there was something missing. Mm. Um, I often felt like I wasn't um, complete or whole. And 
even after becoming mm. a Christian, it took me quite a long time because I wasn't raised as a Christian. I became a Christian sort of in my teen years. And even after that, understanding the concept of Jesus giving me wholeness, I could do that in my head. But I think in my heart, it just took me a really long time to come to terms with um, how my life looks so different and kind of giving up that mm. um that yearning for starting a family and meeting someone and all of that mm. that went alongside it um and I look back at that time and I think um it was actually quite a waste of time I spent so much time worrying so much time trying to fix things mm -hmm. and trying to meet someone um mm -hmm. and put so much energy just not even necessarily energy in terms of dating sometimes it was yeah. but a lot of energy in terms of thinking about it and worrying about it mm -hmm. um and I actually missed out on feeling really grateful for the amazing things that I had in my life at the time um yeah. so I had a really painful breakup at age 21 um mm -hmm. I I met my first boyfriend when I was about 18 um, we were together for three years and I just poured everything into that relationship um, all my hopes and dreams for the future um, I just really pinned everything on him and when that mm. ended I kind of went on a journey of wrestling with my singleness when I kind of realized actually this this life hasn't gone exactly as I thought it would and as I wanted um, and I went back and forth on how I felt about singleness um, by the end of that decade I really really loved being single and loved the opportunities that I'd had and felt very comfortable with the the different experiences that I'd had along the way and just felt um, just felt like I'd come far in understanding who I was and that God had given me a different life and that the things I'd done were so special and so mm. um just a gift that I wouldn't have been able to have if I had got married to that first boyfriend mm -hmm. or any other first boyfriend there was nothing wrong with with the guy who we was just young and it didn't work out but you know if I if I had got married really really young and started a family young and kind of done the life of a lot of people around me I wouldn't be me who I am mm -hmm. um today so that's really where I've come from and I think um why I like talking about it and why I care about singleness now and uh, you use the word champion it and I mm. yeah I guess I'm a bit of a cheerleader for that mm. time of life mm -hmm. is because I think it's I think it's awesome I think it's a really special time um I really value that decade now um I mm -hmm. I think that's not just made me who I am but also added to other people's lives I hope um mm -hmm. and um I just I just don't want other people to to kind of waste as much time and to worry about it as much as as we can do um and I think I just want to mm. encourage people to to recognize their worth as individuals um and I find so many um particularly girls but I've had some really close guy friends correct me and say actually this is a struggle mm. for us as well um yeah. on multiple mm. occasions but I think particularly as females we can really worry about that and um i have that conversation with girls i've had that conversation recently with girls right from age like 18 19 where i probably started off thinking about that right up until kind of uh our age early 30s yeah. um yeah so that's why i want to talk about it i think that's so encouraging because there's literally so many people i'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast but so many of my friends and myself included who have just wasted so much time yeah. and energy yeah not even necessarily doing mm -hmm. anything just 
feeling like maybe you're missing out on something or like worrying that it's never going to happen when actually, yeah, yeah, it feels like a waste. So I think that's just such an encouragement to hear. Definitely. Because I think as well, one of the things that um, I've really valued about your kind of approach to it is how, because I've only like, we've been friends for like the last three, four years. It's a long time. But like, five I feel years. like five years. Oh, five, five years. years. <laughs> yeah. Brutal, but, Jodie. <laughs> sorry. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. It does. <laughs> But I think like, so we like, I feel like I really got to know you more when you were stepping into that kind of season of um, really enjoying singleness and not having like, so I didn't really know you before, but I've like, I've known kind of what your journey's been, but you like, I feel like we really connected at the point where you were very much like, let's, um, let's have this as a really empowering time and actually let's do it well. And I think that is, mm. I think having people around you who can enjoy it and embrace that is really helpful because I think we could all probably all three of us agree that at times like singleness really is like an up and down journey isn't it and there's weeks where you can be like this is lovely I'm fine I'm really enjoying it and embracing it and other times when actually you're crying and eating Ben and Jerry's and just like (laughs) just like what's wrong with me yeah (laughs) you know like it really is like such a up and down kind of season but I think yeah, like definitely. having people who can, I think if we can support each other and like when some of us are feeling more difficult about it, can encourage those, I mean like people who are finding it really positive can encourage those who are finding it more challenging and just support each other. But knowing kind of that, I think we can all kind of understand like the, the peaks and troughs with it. But having someone mm. who was like purposefully viewing it with I'm going to enjoy this and actually I'm going to do it well and let's not just spend time focusing on when is it going to happen but holding that hope but not letting that consume and I think that's been so great to see yeah I think there's a couple of things in that so I think firstly um this can be quite hard to hold on to at times but I think statistically the world's about 50 50 men and men and women right Mm. and i know it within the church that does look a bit different and it Mm -hmm. depends what kind of church you're in you know off uh, statistically in the church there are more women than men i think Mm -hmm. right and um so that does that does change things a bit but i think keep that in mind that we're about 50 50 in the world so there's enough single men to go around um <laughs> like do, like dr lena said last week you know um people have different views on whether they'd be open to dating someone who's not a christian as well mm-hmm. so that does play into it but if you think yeah. there's there's enough men and, and women to go around to pair up around mm-hmm. the world um and keep that alongside the fact that we uh have um uh, we we love and are loved by a god who created us and knit us together in our mother's womb, gave us all our hopes and dreams, made us who we are. And I think if you have, um, I think generally, if you have a, a yearning that you that you want to get married, that you want to meet someone, and you continue to hope in, in the Lord for that, and you continue to pray about that, I think we, we need to cling on to the hope that um, he will answer our prayers. Mm. Um, and I think if we pair those two things together in our minds, that can be quite a helpful way of, that for mm. me became quite a helpful way of 
of managing my mm-hmm. waiting to to meet someone um and i'm not saying that that's true for everybody because obviously there are people who have spent a lot of their lives single um and maybe would have loved mm. to have met, met someone and i don't mm. want to pretend at, but at all that i have all the answers to things but one way that i that really helped me was just to think there are lots of men around and lots of women around and chances are that at some point there will be one that crosses Mm -hmm. the other and it works out and Mm -hmm. so we wait kind of thinking at some point there'll be someone and just be open Mm -hmm. to meeting that person as well as thinking actually my god god knows me and loves me and if I have a real deep longing to meet someone to get married I have to hope and trust that he will fulfill that and answer that prayer for me he doesn't have to but I, God, the God that I know, the God whose character I'm learning as I walk with Him mm. through my life, is that He does answer prayers, and sometimes He wait asks us to wait a mm. long time to answer prayers, and other times um, they're quicker and easier to be answered. And sometimes mm. He doesn't, but I think we we can cling yeah. on to that hope. Mm. I hope that's encouraging. Yeah, no, that is really encouraging. And in that time of like, whether it's waiting whether actually some people are just actually don't like there's people who don't want to get married either and that's great but what would you say is kind of what did you feel like actually is really great about singleness like that's actually we can really value and celebrate um whether it's for a long period of time or whether it's actually Mm. not very long and then we get married what can we enjoy and value about singleness do you think Oh, there's so much. And I think that would be really different Mm. for each person. Um, But I think I really, I would like to just follow on for something that um, Dr. Lena and uh, the two of you talked about last week, actually. Um, I think, Sarah, last week you made the point that sometimes as single people, we can easily think, uh, picture life in a married context um, and think Mm. it's going to be easier. And I think that's a lie that the enemy sells us. And he sold that to me so many times. I just used to think when I get married or if I get Mm. married, this will be so much easier and this will be so much Mm. so different. And actually there are lots of things that are different Mm -hmm. about marriage, but there's, it's not necessarily easier. Um, some things are easier and some things are harder. So I was thinking about this and I came up with a couple of examples. Um, so I think if you think about, maybe if I think about negative examples in both, um, just to be <laughs> fair, the two. Um, if you think about in, in singleness, one of the things that used to bother mm. me sometimes was that I, I had to do everything like mm. by myself. So obviously you can have friends and family to help you with things, but things like the big decisions, like um, mm-hmm. where to live, you know, which house should I, should I move into, which house mm, share yeah. is this going to work? or um should i stay in this city or move to another city um or whether to take a new job if you're offered a new job or which job to apply to all those kind of big decisions were they felt Mm -hmm. heavier to me when i was single and i felt like i had to carry those by myself and that felt like you're describing my life right now okay so i've got to make all those decisions (laughs) (laughs) yeah and but you know they they will mm. grow you so much. That's another point. But I think it's um, a good, a really, really good thing about marriage is that you then have someone there that is just automatically mm. a sounding board um, that you can that just knows you inside out and will see things yeah. and can call them out um, about you, um, and that's really helpful. Um, however, on the flip side, in marriage you don't get to make those decisions by yourself. You're kind of um, 
autonomy has to disappear yeah. a bit in order to have a successful marriage so for example those those well those big decisions are you have to do those by yourself but also the smaller decisions that are a bit more fun to make you can't make those by yourself anymore and i don't think we realize that we're going to miss those so for example i'm quite i'm really spontaneous and i love making decisions on the spot so shopping for example my shopping habits since getting married have had to change so much because my wonderful husband is a reflector so um looking at furniture i I found an amazing vintage bureau yesterday uh, or two days ago and i really wanted to Mm. buy it on the spot i was like this is amazing yeah it needs a bit of work but i want this bureau and i we didn't get it because he he wanted to reflect on it and that's absolutely fine like it's our joint money it's a joint choice um but things like um yeah the big decisions that you make on your own that felt like a burden they i think they strengthen Mm. you and the smaller decisions you you always have to run Mm. things by someone you know we've got all Mm -hmm. our money joint now and we make all those decisions together and so i think that that's a like one small example but actually there's there's lots of challenges that i think as a single person you don't see about what married people Mm -hmm. are are going through and um, uh, it's easy to just believe the the Mm -hmm. the lie that actually it's easier Mm -hmm. when you're married um, and it isn't always. Um, <laughs> I forgot the original question, Sarah. What was it? I, I just think I was just asking about there. like Sorry. what is great about singleness. So I think you were answering it. Okay. All right. So yeah, that was partly, <laughs> partly it. Um, I think what I, well looking back on um, my years single, I just I just love that um, all the decisions that I did make mm. by myself defined who who I who i am and what i love so the places yeah. that i went um the friends that i made uh the things that i bought the places that i've lived just all those choices i made those mm-hmm. as me and i didn't have to i didn't have to make those choices with somebody else and so and it's not to say that you completely lose yourself when you get married but i know that that decade everything that i did was my own my own choice and uh the lord leading me in my life and so and i just think that's that's great and i look back on those years so fondly um and it it makes it makes me more of an interesting person i think i really love that i was i was 31 when we got married and i really love that i had um a long time of just being me and collecting stories mm-hmm. and collecting experiences and there's still things that there's still things now even though i've known my husband for a long time now there's still things that every now and then will pop up and, and he'll be like oh i didn't mm-hmm. know you'd been here or that you'd done that and i've got interesting things to mm-hmm. bring to my marriage now as a result and i love that so um i think it's a i think it's a really precious time and um it allowed me to know the Lord so mm. much more as well. Like the prayers that I prayed on my own, the things that I did as me are so, so important yeah. to me. Amazing. Sorry, I thought you. Were, I was going to ask a question, then you look like you were going to ask. So I don't know what you asked. Um, amazing Zoom is, you know, pushing us along. But I wanted to ask. You obviously were like super, kind of in the midst of the twenties and thirties singleness singleness single community at church and then you've got married now which Mm. is wonderful um but have you kind of what has that transition been like from being single to married and is there things that actually we as single people ways that we can better love our 
friends as they get married to kind of transition to that because I feel like sometimes mm. there can be a bit of divide and people are married and now they have married friends and single people have single friends and I don't think that's great yeah. no <laughs> yeah I agree I really love this question I'm really glad you asked this one um so I think the transition for us started uh, started not just in marriage but Mm. and not just engagement I think it starts mm. when you're dating so I think for us when when it looked like it was heading towards engagement um I had to start taking mm. it a bit more seriously um and I think to in everything that you learn about marriage in marriage prep marriage books etc to have a successful marriage you just know that that other person that you're going to spend your life with needs to become that number one human in mm. your life and that takes quite a lot of adaptation particularly if you've like me spent a long time single you need to uh, kind of change not necessarily your lifestyle but you need to change the way that you think about things um so yeah there's that we say to each other regularly that there's nothing like getting married uh, to show mm. up how selfish i am like there's just so many opportunities so many opportunities that have come up where one of us has been like oh gosh, I was really selfish here. Or you just yeah. see it in yourself. It's not the other person telling you. It's just the way that we function. So um, you need to give yourself, I think we need to give ourselves and people around us time and, and space to learn what that looks like and how it fun how your life functions now that you've got someone else that is uh, should be, in the Christian definition of marriage, more important to you than yourself. You should be honouring that person mm. above yourself. So I think... Uh, people need to have, give you time and energy to work out what that looks like as you do that for yeah. yourself as well um, and so if you and, and so that obviously that has an impact on the people around you um, some of the practical things meant it gave it uh, it meant us giving up a lot of spontaneous yeah. social things um, so we're both mm -hmm. social people we had like slightly crossing over circles but also some different circles of friends um, mm. we had to give up quite a lot of the social things we were doing in order to actually just make time to see each other um, which is really important and really nice to do it wasn't a burden yeah. to do that but that does take some sort of scaling down and some mm -hmm. thinking about well, what's really important and who's really important in my life at the moment so we had to kind of be a bit more specific about where we wanted to invest our time and energy and and love for other people and that's okay I think if we look at Jesus like he had the 12 that he spent his time mm. with and then he had his 52 he had his yeah. like, different groups different size groups but the ones that he really invested with in the the sort of core group that that group of 12 um that changes when you've got mm -hmm. someone else in your life as well because you then pick up their people and and i've you know you when you get married you take a whole new family on so i think that adaptation i, I found i found that um there were several friends that just stood out as so so important to me in that time um and i thought i really want to invest here and certain people just stood out um and i and i've definitely kind of invested more in those friendships um and at the same time there's been some kind of groups where things have like dwindled a little mm. bit or had to um like activities that had to fall off the radar a bit um and then on the flip side i think um i think some people do do the um so thinking about single people around people getting married i think some pe people realize that and sometimes um people stepped back mm. a little bit um, which was fine in some contexts, but at times we kind of stopped receiving invites mm. to group things that we might have received invites um, to before. And that was um, strange, but yeah. also painful. So I think um, one thing that would be a really good way of 
and I, d- I definitely am I definitely have probably been guilty of this definitely, probably. <laughs> um, I probably was guilty of this myself mm. when I was single as well um, I think when friends got married um, I could I maybe kind of put them in a different category mm. in my head um, maybe sort of thought about them in a different way and um, yeah, didn't include them in a sort of every every social occasion that I used to in the past. And I think it's different different reasons for that. So sometimes it almost felt as if someone was like leaving yeah. the club. You know, it's this is like a group of single girls that hang out together. Mm. We don't really want you to be involved in that. Like you're in a different kind of status or group. Um, and I think that's out of insecurity. I don't think that's I don't think that's helpful. Um, I definitely did that yeah. I, can, I can picture circumstances where I was feeling really insecure about my singleness and just didn't want to hang out with someone that had just got married mm. um for me sometimes there was a jealousy yeah. there as well um and a sort of well you've got you've got everything I want I don't really want to uh I don't really want to include you in this so I'll, I'll we'll have our kind of little group um and that won't be a part you won't be a part of that anymore and that that was I can definitely not necessarily um consciously but I can definitely remember finding it a lot more comfortable to hang out with Mm -hmm. other single people when I was single so I think uh it's just being aware of that um and um I think it's really important to know that girls and guys are different to keep in mind that girls and guys are different so even though someone might be married and might have their husband to confide in they still want to talk about the girly Mm -hmm. things with the girls and so I think um, don't assume that your married friend doesn't want to be included in the same things that she did before yeah. she got married. Um, I've got a really close friend who's who was great and just said that she has seen lots of friends get married and she just recognises that the first six months of marriage takes a bit of adjustment and then you kind of get... And she said, and sometimes that's like a process of, mm. of grieving or mourning your friendship, how it used to be. And then they kind of come back and they've kind of worked out how things are now and they... Um, are able to do things a little bit differently um, but I think it's two-way really I think we need to um, married people need to mm-hmm. hang out with single people so we had a friend over the other night just a single friend with the two of us and it's, it's yeah. just really comfortable to be with that friend because he's just really confident mm-hmm. in who he is um, and we're confident with him and there's no insecurity there so um, that's yeah. awesome and we love hanging out with him it's okay guys zoom cut us off we were in a flow. The flow broke. We were in a flow. Yeah, I've lost it completely. That's yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay for the services. Um, yeah. So I think um, as as married people, we should embrace our single friends and not just ha- not just have couples over. You know, like not just couples hanging mm, out with couples, mm-hmm. although that is really valuable and important and helpful. Yeah. But we also need to hang out with single people, and single people as well invite yeah. married people either together or separately. Um, Together is really important as well. Um, talking of, of thinking about girlfriends, I, had, I have one sort of girlfriend who uh, I don't know where she's at in terms of her singleness or whatever, but she almost kind of refuses to admit that I'm uh, married now. So I've got like a, a Christmas card, a Christmas card just to me and not to me and my husband, which was <laughs> oh. quite odd. Um, and sort of, yeah, invites just for me always. Oh. And he's never, mm. she's not invited him to anything. Uh, since we've been mm. married so that's been kind of kind of strange mm. 
yeah so i just think i just think we need not to be scared of of the other oh. the other side we need not to look at it as as different groups but to think everybody yeah. is an individual and everyone's valuable and mm-hmm. um i think our insecurities can lead us to do that at times without actually realizing that um i think we can have kind of different Mm-hmm. Um, feelings yeah. towards certain people and we don't necessarily address that, those feelings mm-hmm. but we just want to be around certain people mm-hmm. and not others it's a bit more comfortable something feels a bit more familiar but I think sometimes we yeah. actively need to cross those barriers we wouldn't be okay with not crossing those barriers if it were about uh, like a job status for example like if you wouldn't hang around with someone because they did a certain job or if they had a certain skin color yeah. or mm. ethnicity or whatever we would call that out and be like well why would you not invite mm-hmm. that person or hang out with that person and I think sometimes so that that can be how yeah. how things how things are in in yeah. uh, this situation I think it can really feel like that can't it and I think like both sides feel it like being single and being in relationships, I think we both can feel excluded at different points for different reasons. But I think like what's really important is to value the person in like their traits and personalities and view them as an individual, as well as like being part of a couple if they are, but actually like, you know, how can we be encouraging each other as individuals and what's really good about you and like that friendship and working on that? and not necessarily fixating on the status. Yeah, and when I was overseas, it just made me think of it. I often invited, like, some of the mums over, but just the mums to come for dinner or whatever. And honestly, really, that was mainly because, A, I really liked them, and B, I'm not really good at cooking. And so cooking for, like, an entire family of six (laughs) felt very stressful, but cooking for, like, two of my mum friends didn't feel stressful at all. And then at the end of the year, I thought, oh, gosh, they're going to think this is really rude because I haven't actually had time to invite all the families round I've only invited a few of them like what are they going to mm. think and then at the end like on my leaving party they were like oh it's so cool you made me feel really cool because you invited me to hang out with the like ladies and just made me feel like my own person and not like I was a mum and you know just treated me as a person and I was yeah. like oh my goodness I for me I thought oh I've been bad because I haven't had all your family around and obviously that would have been lovely to do too but actually they really valued just being invited because often the single mm. people just hang out together and so for me that was like a good yeah. reminder of oh, actually, what you might yeah. think is a failure because actually you didn't feel that you could host all of these people in your home, actually, for them was a gift and mm. that was a good challenge to me, like both ways around. Mm. So we have used up a lot of time. Um, so I don't know if yeah. we've got time for a whole court and chaos story, but I just feel like it's worth sharing an encouragement for the Christian ladies in the dating world. Um, (laughs) I got an email the other day, a lovely email from someone who I don't know who they are, but thank you so much for your email saying that they love listening to the podcast, um, Mm -hmm. which is very exciting. And then they sent a court in chaos story and I was working. So I just skimmed through it. Didn't really read it properly. (laughs) And then the bottom was attached a giant dick pic, (laughs) which... I was not expecting it at all. I was horrified. I didn't know what to do. Immediately text Geraldine and was like, do not open this email at work. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this girl says she regularly receives these pictures on Tinder. Um, And I was like, oh, praise the Lord I'm a Christian because that's never happened to me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Don't don't be sending unsolicited dick pics, guys. (laughs) I don't think anyone enjoys it. I like that she felt that forwarding it to you would enhance your understanding of the story, yeah. though. Yeah. Or that you needed to see this. For it to In be her defence, she oh, had put no. a disclaimer above the picture to say that she was attaching yeah. it, but because I just skimmed it, didn't see the disclaimer. 
read your emails properly, people. <laughs> not good. Not I good. Know. Delete, delete. Yeah. I, know. I know. Also, Gmail oh, doesn't have um, necessarily the height of security that I would think it would to root those kind of pictures out. But if you do want to email me, not inappropriate pictures, but any stories, feel free at taleoftwosingles at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um i just just from what you said about you know it made, it made you feel glad you're a christian a topic for another week just a mm-hmm. suggestion mm-hmm. take or leave christian can christians use tinder is that a is that a oh great how's that what do you yeah. think it's a question for another week i know you've used up all your time now but just want to drop, drop a little bomb yeah i know we'll both just have great. or dating dating apps in general <laughs> dating apps in that way yeah you both went oh it is a minefield (laughs) it is but i think like it's the way of lockdown right what can you do if you're not on a dating app and you want to date someone how are you going to meet anyone just stand outside your house (laughs) (laughs) with a sign maybe yeah with a sign single oh they i saw the masks that someone was um selling like a big brand and like it said on like the front of it i'm single so you can go shopping (laughs) got that right get your eye makeup on point I'm available. <laughs> Sorted. Number on your Just make sure everything else is looking good. Phone number on your Facebook. Also, what I do find, <laughs> just as a really idea. quick side note, because I feel like we've gone there now, is weird about people wearing face masks is without being able to see people's noses and mouths, you actually cannot tell what they look like. Mm. Yeah. Can't recognise everybody. So if we start having yeah, to wear them true. all the time and you have to date like that, you won't even know what your partner looks like. Unless they send you a picture without. <laughs> all right, you make a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> can i leave a parting note before Please you do, do. Finish off? yes yeah um i just want to um say to someone or some other so someone or some others whoever needs to hear this um mm-hmm. i think um if you want to get married don't be scared to to say that either out loud to your friends or mm-hmm. to yourself because mm-hmm. i think one of the things that i struggled with one of the things that about my journey that i really um remember it's just feeling like i couldn't really embrace that at times mm. and it's i think it, i just want someone to know it's okay to say i want to be married i want to meet someone there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that there's nothing desperate about that um and i think what i've realized over the years of kind of grappling with singleness is that um it's really important to just enjoy your waiting because i think you probably will get married at some point most people do statistically and uh i think it's just that waiting and working out that dating stage that is a a Mm. tricky bit but don't be afraid to say this is what i want and yeah also i'm gonna love being single you Mm -hmm. don't have to commit to singleness for your whole life yeah uh, while you're waiting to meet someone yeah then Mm. enjoy it enjoy the time because once it's gone it's gone yeah i think that's actually really important i think if you seem if you seem like you're happy and single people think you've got like the gift of singleness Mm. and i don't think that that's it's not one or the other exactly what you've just said like you can be happy and single but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't like to get married too it's just Mm. yeah yeah i think that's a good point well i was when i met my husband i um or when we we were friends for a long time before we got married as you know um but when we got together i was in a place of being really happy Mm -hmm. single and not kind of searching for someone so i think a couple of weeks ago a few early on actually a few weeks ago you talked about how uh, the myth of kind of 
not searching and not looking and how that's a problem sometimes I think um yes to an extent I agree but Mm -hmm. actually sometimes not worrying about it and just being like I'm happy with who I am right now Mm -hmm. makes you very appealing uh because you're content and you're you and you're just working on you you're doing your career you're doing your uh social life your mm-hmm. whatever you're doing with your free time and you're just happy in yourself and then people get to see who you really are without kind of the insecurities of oh i can't wait to meet someone and i'm desperate mm-hmm. for this date to go really well because i really just want to meet someone so i think just just enjoy your time while you're single because i i think it it will happen for most of us that we'll meet someone it might be later than mm. we expect or differently to we expect but enjoy it because once it's once you're married things are really different and then that's yeah. that time will be precious to you and a lot mm-hmm. shorter when you look back on it actually than it felt yeah. at the time yeah, yeah i can imagine great well thank you so much for coming yes, on Kate. thank you it's been such a joy having you with us really loved it so encouraging to you. Yes. joy to be a part of it good i'm sorry to ramble on for too long yeah you can edit out all my <laughs> all my uh, awkward bits <laughs> thank you ladies you two are so both great. awesome thank you so much thank you we hope you've enjoyed being on it and we hope that you've all enjoyed listening to it so get in touch with any questions comments or feedback at a tale of two singles singles at gmail.com and keep sending us your stories we really will have one yeah so 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will thank you so much bye bye, bye.